that evaporate. The sun jumped over the Sawtooth Mountains like a seed popped out of a grape. Hung high, pouring a swathe of burning light that scalded gargantuan tunnels through the veils of saffron mist, trampling, running, expanding, until the gentler light was flooded over, smothered, extinguished. July 13, 1877, in Vacaville, Arizona Territory. He watched people appear through a slanting expression that was near smiling, near irony. The thick saddler unlocking his door, motioning at the flies before he opened it, disappearing inside where horse sweat and man sweat and leather smell merged in a pleasant world of dinginess. The man with the big cigar, symbol of absolutism, stalking the swamper, leaning on the bristly broom, bringing him out of his curl of lethargy with a tobacco-scented bark, savoring his employee's secret guilt at being caught standing still. Brushing past with regal stride, entering a fly-specked cubicle that was office and whipping room to a livery barn owner. And a girl, as fresh as the dawn that had now died, leading a lame horse across the dust of the roadway, dark hair catching light, imprisoning it, golden flesh of flawless retrousse profile, leaving an impression under the motionless man's heart, stirring a longing he had no right to, an impression worth many times one hundred dollars. So he crossed aimlessly to the overnight corral and saw that his horse had been fed. Dumb brute eyes gazed through the crib poles at him with liquid poignancy, as though his animal could pity the man and voices spanked the sunshine from around him back of the barn where the farrier had his black-and-tumbled shop and raised sleek flies off hoof pairings. When I went out to feed him this morning. A cranky voice, uncleared and bubbling, said, Well, it ain't the shoe, I'll tell you that. Maybe a tendon. Too much jamming, maybe. The girl's tone grew quickly sharp. That's impossible. I don't ride him hard. The disagreeable man's voice said, He's lame anyway. There was the flat sound of expectoration. Time outside, and when I get around to it, I'll look at him. The man in the black hat turned slowly, knowing she would be walking away. The same profile, only closer. He thought that all girls have beauty, but its quality differs. This was finest quality a shade of song-poem beauty. In movement, in carriage, in everything. She stopped on the plank walk and smiled up at a man. They spoke and she went on, but the stranger by the corral didn't follow her with his half-smiling, half-ironic eyes. He looked after the man. Dark blood moved. An iron fingernail was drawn across the pink moistness of his mind. It hurt. One hundred dollars. The livery man came up genially, and his eyes, more than his mouth, said, Gonna leave me here all day, be another half dollar. The rider dug it out of his pants pocket and handed it over wordlessly. The cigar bobbed thanks. The man was turning. There was a girl brought a brown horse around back here a minute ago. What's her name? The cigar came back part way 
Behind it, bright eyes sharpened in their smallness. They knew a drifter like they knew an outlaw. Er, girl with dark hair. That's Joyce Porter, Judge Porter's daughter. Thanks. The heat increased, danced its macabre shimmy, sucked in and blew out, flattened and distorted distances, laying heavily across the rider's shoulders and digging into his covered flesh. He went into the shade near the blacksmith shop and dropped down there. One hundred dollars. What would it be like to own such a girl? The illness of knowing too much beauty drained him more than the sun. Other men had women like that. Other men had more than a hundred dollars, too. He picked up a stone and gripped it. The edges bruised. They cut. He squeezed it tighter, and self-hate made the pain.